And good morning. I am Tom Perumi, and welcome to the First Security Financial Show with our host, David Compton of First Security Financial Wealth Manager Incorporated. David, good morning. Good morning, Tom. How are you? I'm doing great. Want to let everyone know out there, if you'd like to set up time to talk to David about the strategies of today's show, you can give a call to his office. It's 504-834-1150. Or you can visit his website, www.fsfwmanager.com. David, what have you got in store for us today? Uh, we have a lot of information. Sometimes uh, I... Um, you you think an hour is a long time until you start breaking down information. You realize I I, I could go into two hours easily, but uh, hey. we're not. You know, that's <laughs> I know that's not going to work. So, we're gonna, we, <laughs> but what we're going to talk about today is I think something that's on a lot of people's minds when it comes to their investments and their savings, and that's uh, market volatility. Mm. So uh, the uh, the title, and I like to title my shows, is is measuring your reaction to market volatility, and that's that's the key here. Um, when we look at what's going on in our world today, you know, here we are, almost on the verge again. You begin to wonder if we're going back into lockdown again. I don't think we are, but I'm just saying, if you look at things, you could say, "Wow, there, there's an argument that we might be heading that way," uh, which wouldn't be good for us individually or collectively when it comes to saving for retirement or, or, or just in general that way. Uh, we don't, uh, I, I don't know if I could handle another lockdown. You never, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't think any of us could handle yeah. another lockdown. It, 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 would, it wouldn't be pretty. And I'm, I'm looking at things from the standpoint here, we're almost two years into this COVID change of life. Uh, and it's a challenge. So, you know, but one day COVID's going to clear up and, and move on. And unfortunately, something else will replace it when we, we're talking about market volatility. Uh, and so really what I, I want to focus on today, we're going to talk about market volatility, the impacts on, on, on retirement, but how important it is to have a retirement plan that helps somewhat insulate you from market volatility. Mm. See, it, it's not the fact that... W- we're all going to be impacted by market volatility. If the markets are up, hey, we're, everybody's happy. And I find that uh, when the market's up, people don't worry so much. But when the market or the fear of the market goes down, we're, we're on edge a little bit. We're doing things. And so what I try to do is set up a plan for clients that they don't have a what I call a knee-jerk reaction right. because the market tanks. So a question to our listeners, what did you do last March? When the market was When the market dropped 35% in one month. Uh, and I, I talked to people that immediately pulled their money out. Right. And so that's, those are the type of things that I want to prevent from happening. Because guess what happened? In the month of April, the market was back up 18%. So if you just stayed the course in a couple of months' times, three, four months' times, you would have been back to where you were, and then by the end of the year, you would have been making money again. I know. Look where we are with that's, the market that's, now. That's exactly right. So, let so that those are the things we're going to talk about today. Now, there was a poll by Kiplinger. So, how does this poll with Kiplinger, along with personal capital, shed light on how people respond to fear of market volatility? Good, good question. Uh, this was a um, 
a poll that was done back in January of 2020. And I know that's a year and a half ago. And it's not where the markets were or where they're at, but it's people's reactions at that time. So here we were a couple of months from COVID kicking in. Right. So I, I thought that was a good time to look at people's because it's we could all say that the way people look at things now after a year and a half into COVID uh, is probably going to be a little different. Um, but the poll results were released in January. And one of the things it says that the poll found that a lot of Americans are moving their retirement savings from stocks to cash due to their concerns about the volatility of the market and what 2020 uh, and beyond has in store. Um, and they even mentioned that uh, a, a lot of Americans feel that um, uh, by 2021 we'll be in a recession. Well, we're, that's, that was unfounded. Huh. Doesn't mean we couldn't head that way. But the whole point here is the key that I focused on is they took the money from stocks to put it into cash. To me, that's that knee-jerk reaction. And now it doesn't mean that there are not times when you shouldn't do more of that. But the reality here is if they would have had a plan in place based on their risk tolerance, and we're going to talk more about that as well, if they would have had a plan in place, there wasn't necessarily so much of a, uh, a need to make a quick, rash decision and so that you, you miss out. You either you, you might take a hit because what you're trying to do here, what, what people are trying to do is time the market. And mm. it's been proven over and over, you, you can't time the market. Yeah. So it doesn't mean, and, and I've seen it over the years where clients came in and they said, well, I just didn't feel comfortable. I'll pull my money out. And they missed a correction in the market. It's impossible to do that time after time after time. It's, it's, it's just not going to work. So if you put a plan in place, it kind of, I won't say stops you from losing money. It's, it's not the fact that we're going to stop the market from going down. What we want to do is have more control over the impact that it has on us individually. Exactly. What, let me ask this question on the side. When folks get into these knee-jerk reactions and they and they move to liquid uh, assets, there's there's all kinds of penalties, tax-wise and what have you, that they are exposing themselves to. They could, but in reality, Tom, the majority of the money, and that's a good question, the majority of money today that most people that I sit down with that have invested is in IRA money. Ah. So there's no capital gains in there. It doesn't mean that that doesn't. That, 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 that doesn't come into play with a lot of people. It does. But the reality, what you're doing when you go from stocks to cash, you go from I'm in the game, I'm playing, I have a chance to make money, to if I go to cash, I'm totally out of the game. I don't mm. have any. Now, you, you don't lose, and sometimes there's an argument. Sometimes not losing is, is just as good as <laughs> making money. So there, there's, there's an argument to that as, as well. So the, the – what the uh, Kiplinger uh, poll really focused on is is the fact that um, have uh, people will with because of market volatility or the fear or where they think things are going would do things that ultimately in the long run could have harm, right. it, and it then it depends too on where you are in retirement. 
Okay, what do I mean? Uh, or, or how close you are to retirement? If you're 10, 15 years out, it's, it's, the market's going to have maybe one or two corrections before you retire. Oh, yeah. If you're three years out or a year out or I'm going to retire at the end of the year, well, you have to take a different approach. And that's, that's part of what we, we help clients focus on. Uh, I mentioned a little bit about risk tolerance. Um, when it comes to risk tolerance, one of the first things I do when I sit down with clients, uh, actually before we sit down with clients, we send an email out to them. It's called an appointment prep email. In that email is a link that they can fill out a risk tolerance. And what it does is the risk tolerance helps us to see um, where their comfort level is. Everybody's different. Nobody falls into the same cat, every category. Um, but it helps us to get an idea of how comfortable that person is with risk. What, um, and that gives us a starting point. And we assign a number to it. But what we also do is we take their in, investment portfolio. So they bring a statement in to me. And the statement tells me how they're invested. And we run the same report on how they're currently invested. And what we find many times is that there's a disconnect between who they are as, as an investor, their risk tolerance, and how they have their money currently invested. The majority of the time, because what happens is, is let's say the risk, your color of money risk analysis score uh, could be anywhere from 1 to 20. And by assigning a, a, a number to your risk tolerance, it kind of quantifies it to people. Right. Um, one to, if your score is 1 to 20, you're a conservative investor. Oh. If you're 21 to 40, you're a conservative growth investor. If you're 41 to 60, you're a balanced investor. And by and far, the majority of people are balanced investors. A moderate growth investor is 61 to 80, and a growth investor is 81 to 100. Oh, okay. Okay, so once we assign the score, now we here. So if you're a balanced investor, and so to make it easy, if you're 50-50, that means you're comfortable with 50% of your money in equities or stocks, mutual funds, ETFs. This is where you have the chance to gain, make money. Right. It's also the place where you can lose money. Exactly. Now, the other 50% is what we consider safe investments. And historically, that's always been bonds. But bonds, now, we, you know, with the interest rate rates of where they've been, presents challenges for a lot of them. Because uh, most of the time, if we had you in a 50-50 portfolio, 50% bonds, 50% stocks, um, and the market dropped 25%, that 25% is only going to apply to the 50 that's in stocks. Right. So the other 50 didn't take, generally didn't take a hit. But the other 50 in bonds is generally safe money. This is where we would generate income for clients. But where's the interest rates at today? Bottom out. The non-existence as yeah. well. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But I want to focus back on this. So uh, on the... Um, on the score aspect of it. So the score gives us a, a starting point. It gives us a, uh, a way to quantify 
as you will, the type of investor you are and the amount of risk you're willing to take. And the one thing I can say across the board with everyone that I that I sit down with or that I work with, as we get older, Tom, our tolerance for risk is not increasing, it's shrinking. Oh yeah. Because we want to, we want to be safe at, at when we when we hit retirement. Well, we we don't want to run out of money. Exactly, <laughs> and that's that's the key. We don't want to run out of money, money, so we have to manage or mitigate that risk. This is where a retirement plan comes into play for you, because we're going to help you manage the risk, but we also are going to help you to get income. It goes back to our last week's show where I talked about the four main components of retirement planning. And the first two really focused on income. And that's, that's, that's part of the solution that we have to generate uh, for clients. That's part of the solution that, um, that we have to have in play in order to be able to effectively put a a retirement plan together uh, for you as well. And once again, by having a plan, what we want to do is we want to take away that that thought process of having a knee-jerk reaction. And there's a comfort level in knowing that, yeah, if the market tanks, I'm going to be okay because we have certain things in place that's not going to impact you immediately with that. So, Okay. We're going to be right back with more important advice to help you achieve financial security and peace of mind. I'm Tom Perumian with our host, David Compton. It's the first security financial show on WWL, AM, FM, and .com, and the Odyssey app.
And welcome back to the First Security Financial Show. Now, we've been focusing on market volatility. Before we get back to the show, if you'd like to set up a time to talk to David about the strategies of today's show, you can give his office a call at 504-834-1150 or visit David's website at www.fsfwmanager.com. And we don't want to forget, Tom, in that in our website, uh, it's www.fs. That's right. <laughs> that, that dot will mess you up if you don't put it in there. <laughs> so just uh, we want to keep that in mind. And the website's filled with a lot of good information uh, about retirement planning as a whole. So it's, a, it's, it's there for a resource for our, for our listeners as well. So I encourage you to go to our website, and, uh, and it's also a way that you can contact us uh, as well. Uh, we, we talked a little bit about the Kiplinger report, and I want to reference that again. Uh, was that because we, we mentioned already that half of the respondents uh, uh, throughout uh, think that the economy is, is slowing down mm-hmm. uh, and that we would probably be into a recession in 21? Well, that hasn't happened yet. Doesn't mean it won't. Uh, I'm not. I don't, I don't think it will. I, I think if we, once we fully get away from COVID, I think the market. Uh, could be poised to go even higher. Uh, but another surprise of of, uh, of the uh, poll was that 40% of people are checking their portfolio either daily or weekly. Then you say, what what's the impact of that? Why is that different? Uh, is that like, is that, it, that's almost like pulling credit every day. Uh, well, they're, they're checking it. They're just checking it and what that tells you is they're uneasy about where it's going ah. whereas and i see it with my own clients when everything is smooth sailing and the markets go up i don't i don't hear from them <laughs> as a matter of fact I, I have a hard time sometimes getting them to respond back to me even when i reach out to them sometime whether it be text email if i call them they'll answer the some you know but what that and i've learned over the years when people are comfortable and they feel good good about where they're at you know it, it's kind of like don't rock the boat <laughs> yeah however when they start feeling uncomfortable now they start checking their balances every day oh. or every week or or at least way more frequently than they had in the past so that that's a little telltale sign you might say as well uh but what you have to look at or ask and i'll ask our listeners how worried are you about stock market declines right now? Now, this was done in January of 20, we, before COVID even kicked in. So now we're in our second, third round, whatever, of COVID. And so the, the worries now have grown a lot more. So our listeners, if, if, you, if you have a lot of worries, if you have those concerns, are you checking your balances daily, wondering what to do? Um, you need a plan because we're going to talk about some of the solutions uh, in the next two segments about Ooh. what what we need to do or what we can have in place. Because it does mention in this poll what the five top solutions are, and I, I don't see uh, two of them being real solutions, at least from my perspective. Uh, when I put a plan together for clients as well. Uh, But what this poll also mentioned is that what's happening now is more so 
is that more and more people are taking action on their portfolios. We mentioned about the risk tolerance and the score uh, of what that means. And, and I like in that many people may remember uh, we used to use what, is, what I call the rule of 100 to determine a risk tolerance, too. This right. is another way. So if you took a 55-year-old male and you subtracted his age from 100, it would leave you 45. And that means of his investable assets, he should have a maximum 45% in stocks, mutual funds, or ETFs. Okay, so the rule of 100, same thing, similar to risk tolerance. So uh, what we're seeing, though, as a result, or what this this study uh, or poll came up with was that uh, 44% of invested assets were in stock, but the second most commonly held asset was cash. Okay, so folks are hanging on to some liquidity. Yeah, liquidity out of fear because cash is 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 not going to lose. You're not losing value, and if you leave it on the long term, there you will because inflation will erode it, eat it up. So you are losing from that standpoint. Uh, but what it also tells you is that they're not even comfortable with bonds. Okay. So once again, the the because of the slow performance of bonds and the low performance of yeah. bonds, yeah, and in some cases no performance, yeah. <laughs> the very very low interest rate, and to me, in the whole equation that we're going to talk about as far as solution, the the answer is where where are you putting the bond money now? If you go into cash, that's not going to work at all. You're going to wind up working, and that's why some of the solutions off of this uh, this poll that they did tells you, you you'll see why when I'm talking about that that uh, where why people are doing some of the knee jerk reactions I call. Whereas if you have a plan in place, the plan's going to take into consideration ups and downs in the market. And what you know, because when I sit down with clients, many times they have. Um, they have money invested in a lot of different things. You might have it in a 401k. You might have an IRA. You might have a Roth IRA. You might have money in savings. You might have a outside uh, brokerage account that's not IRA money. It's just regular dollars that you've already paid taxes on. So a lot of times clients come in and they've got accounts all over the place, and we pull them together and, and kind of consolidate them a little bit. But what I like to show clients is that there's, we take, even though they have different accounts, I like to make another division, you might say, of that money until what I call need money and want money. And there's a difference. <laughs> Sometimes we muddy that water, though. We don't differentiate. Well, that's really a need. No, a new, a new truck's not a need. It's a want. Yeah. <laughs> so, but sometimes it is a want, I mean, a need, um, excuse me, a want, or it could be a need if you need it for work or, or something like that. So, but we're going to talk a little bit more about that aspect of how important it is to differentiate that. Because in, in retirement, if your needs are taken care of, and I mean your standard of living money, then the money we have invested for once it takes the pressure off of that money. Why? Because we're not using that money to pay any monthly bills. Right. It's about needs. 
So we're we're going to definitely talk a little bit more about that and and with the risk tolerance and with the poll how there's actually five solutions that they give us on the polls uh, on this Kiplinger poll that really help us to see um, what options you might have. Even though I'm not a big fan of some of those options, I don't consider going back to work as an option. <laughs> as part of the plan that I build for clients. Some people go back to, and there's a difference from going back to work because you want to and because you have to. Exactly. There is a mindset that totally changes everything. So we're going to focus a little bit more on that. Uh, and now we're going to kind of wrap everything up. We've been talking about risk tolerance. We've been talking about um, uh, market volatility, the impact of it how people view it, what, what's the reaction in some cases. Some people know that last March when the market dropped 35%, leave it. And some, the ones that did well, that are doing well now, left it, didn't make a, a, any adjustments. The ones that are kicking themselves are the ones that immediately went to cash on all their money, pulled their money out, and, and, and they missed the upside going back. And what they did was they locked in that 35% or whatever their loss was. They locked it in. Why? Because they took all their money out of the game. That's not an option. You can't get out of the game and expect that you're going to be okay. I see. You've got to you've got to play the game you to win. Got to keep playing the game, but you got to play to not only to win, but you got to position yourself not to lose too. Right. There's a balance. Okay. We're going to take a break right here. We'll be right back with more important advice to help you achieve that financial security and peace of mind. I'm Tom Perumian with your host David Compton. It's the first security financial show on WWL AM FM and dot com and the Odyssey app.
It is the First Security Financial Show. Welcome back. I'm Tom Perumian. We've been focusing on market volatility. Now, before we get back to the show, if you'd like to set up a time to talk with David about the strategies of today's show, you can give his office a call at 504-834-1150 or visit his website at www.fsfwmanager.com. David, good morning. We're talking about market volatility and risk tolerance. Where, why is it important for someone to understand his or her risk tolerance? Well, because understanding risk tolerance is a key to developing a retirement strategy that works for that individual. Uh, risk tolerance is a way to measure each unique retiree or pre-retiree's comfort level with that risk. And it evolves and changes over time. So it's not just a one and done. Right. The ones I a lot of times I sit down with clients um, and, and a great deal of people that I sit down with are contemplating retirement. Um, they've been managing, you might say, their portfolios themselves through work because they don't really have they have somebody they can call that does their 401ks, but it's not an actively managed account. Right. Uh, and so they'll um, you know, they, they don't understand the risk associated. They may have. Uh, adjusted their risk five years ago. And this is where clients get themselves into problems. They started off with 50% stocks and 50% bonds, but eight, five, eight, ten years go by, and the equity side has gone up tremendously. The bonds have held their own, and so instead of being 50-50, now they're 80-20. Ooh. And so what happens with that, that's not bad, necessarily unless you're getting closer to retirement. Right. And then what happens is we go back and let's say the market tanks 30%. Well, now that 30% is subject uh, into 80% of your money. That might take a bit, that takes a bigger hit. So, you know, one way to measure things is, is when you saw the market drop in March of 2020, it dropped 35%. How much of the 35% did you get? If you got 100% of the 35, you probably have way more risk than you should, depending on your age. But as you get closer to retirement, what do you need to do? Um, well, you need to understand your risk tolerance. If you want to measure, you want to know what your risk tolerance is, go to our website, www.fsfwmanager.com. Go to our website. And there's a link to get your risk tolerance score. So now you cool. can see where you are, and it'll give, it, it'll give you that score. It'll forward it to us as well. Uh, but it, it gives you what that score is. Okay. Now, if you come in for a visit, what we'll do is we'll take your statement or statements and run those to determine how much risk you have in your current portfolios. So... That being said, that now that really tells us where you are, uh, and there may be a balance in there, um, in, meaning you might have more risk in your portfolio than you, you're saying you are as, a, uh, uh, as an investor, and we need to kind of mesh that and, and, and bring that risk level down to your comfort level as well. But I want to go back to this poll and talk about the five things that it mentions oh. as solutions 
the top five from the poll. Okay. Number one is decreasing spending. So I'm not going to address any each one of them. I'm just going to name all five of them. Uh, the second one um, is reducing investments in stocks. The third one is seeking professional advice. The fourth one is getting a part-time job. And the fifth one is downsizing. So to me, if I'm when I'm building a plan for a client, nowhere in there do I ever want to tell them, hey, Bob, Mary, y'all need to cut back your spending. <laughs> and, hey, Bob, Mary, one of y'all needs to go back to work. Unless they've taken out way more money than they should have. But if they have been doing that, I'm going to be in their ear and saying what you're, what you're withdrawing is not sustainable for your lifetime of retirement. Right. That's a different. But the two that I think are, could potentially be uh, solutions is reducing your investments in stocks. This is where we, as we do reviews and over time, we address the, the risk part of it. Right. Uh, but the, the real issue is, is having professional help of an advisor. I'm a fiduciary advisor, and this is where we help clients. And I'm going to go back to one of the, the what I consider one of the main solutions. And, you know, when we have corrections in the market, I'll have clients call me out of concern. But most of the time, it's, not, it, it's, it's never panic. Why? Mm-hmm. Because they know how I've positioned them and they know the impact uh, of what's happened to them. And that's the key, is understanding not so much the market went down 35%, but how is that going to impact their day-to-day life? And right. so it goes back to what we what I talked about last week, uh, the four main components of retirement planning. Uh, we, we address the Social Security needs. We put together an income plan. We help clients with taxes. Uh, in retirement, and then we help them with their portfolio, their investments. So how how does this, how can we arrange their money to where when there is a market correction, it doesn't impact their standard of living? And this is the way I liken it. If you remember back in 2008 and 2009, the market dropped over 50% in that time span. If you had money in the market, everyone across the board was impacted. Everyone Everyone. That's right. Now, if you were 10 years out from retirement or 15 years out, because that's 08 and 09, that 08 is, that's, we're 13 years removed from that. Yeah. Um, so 13 years, if you had, and now you're thinking about retirement, back then you weren't as much because you knew you had 13 to 15 years or so to retire. So you didn't, you more than likely didn't have a knee jerk reaction. And here's why you knew that you had enough time for the money to come back. But you also knew that you every two weeks you're still getting paid by your company. Right. So it didn't impact your day-to-day living. And your long-term money or your long-term outlook was not impacted greatly because you knew you had enough time to not only for it to recover, but I'm going to probably put in 15 more years of contributions into that money as well. So that's so what I try to do when you think of that, I try to replicate that same mindset for my clients when they're approaching retirement. So if somebody comes in and says, hey, David, I'm going to retire um, next year 
at, at this time next year, I hope to retire. So what will we start doing? We'll start putting a plan together. And once again, we're going to look at how much he's got in his 401k IRA, how much cash. We look at all of that and we start quantifying it. But ideally, I want them to understand conceptually that there's a difference between need money and want money. Okay. And so the first thing I want to be able to do is address what their needs are. Okay, and how do we do that? We start, one, with the Social Security plan. We're going to look at that and see when we're going to implement Social Security for the husband and wife. Uh, or if they, if they have, if, if not a, um, if, if one of them doesn't have Social Security, they may have a state retirement or something like that. Then we're looking if they have any pensions. Do you have any rental income? All their sources of income we're listing here. And then we determine, okay, if Bob and Mary of all their other income sources, they need another $2,000 a month. We're going to have to take that off of investments. So -hmm. how do we do that? We take a certain amount of money that they have and dedicate it to income. And there's a couple of different ways that we can take that approach. And in this next segment, we'll, we'll address that more specifically, but we address the needs of their income and insulate that from the ups and downs of the market. And then the balance of their money we position in once. Meaning that's even if that goes down in value 10 or 20%, it's not going to impact their day-to-day ability to maintain their same standard of living. And that's the whole key here is differentiating I need as long as my needs are met every month, I'm not going to stress. But if I'm constantly stressing about, uh oh, how am I going to buy groceries? How am I going to pay my car insurance? How am I going to pay homeowners? That's not a comfortable retirement. That's when those other options come into play. Well, now we're thinking about going back to work. I'm not going to build a retirement plan that anywhere in the equation says Bob and Mary, one of y'all needs to go back to work, <laughs> unless you've unless you've gone against my advice and and pulled way more money out. Are you are you spending and living above your means? Those are two things that I I can't control. All right, you're getting it right from the source, David Compton, First Security Financial Wealth Manager. If you'd like to set up a time to talk to David about the strategies of today's show, call him at his office, 504-834-1150, or visit his website, www.fsfwmanager.com. Com. I'm Tom Perumian, and this is the first Security Financial Show. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to the First Security Financial Show. We've been focusing today on market volatility. A lot of important stuff to cover there. Before we get back to the show, if you want to set up a time to talk to David about the strategies you're hearing on today's show, give his office a call at 504-834-1150 or visit his website. A lot of important good stuff there, too, www.fsfwmanager.com. David, I want to lead, as we go into our last segment, right into the big question. How does an overall retirement plan help keep market volatility in check? Okay. And as I mentioned earlier, it's not that we can control market volatility. It's not that. It's how we uh, position your assets to where the impact of market volatility can disrupt your daily life. Mm. There's a challenge. So people are worried if you got 100% of your money in stocks and the market drops 50%, you're probably going to take a, almost a 50% hit, depending what sectors you're in. Uh, and, and if you got all of that market down, downside of that, you, you took a huge hit. So we position clients. It goes back to what I was just saying about needs and wants. Right. So we go back to the risk tolerance. Let's say you're a balanced investor and your score is 50 so we decide to put 50% of your money in stocks, but we're going to put 50%. Normally, we'd put it in bonds. But because of the performance of bonds, we might look at a portfolio between these two. We still want to be at that 50-50. Maybe one option is we use dividend-paying stocks. Oh. Okay, so they're less volatile. They don't have as much growth potential in many cases, but it's the dividends that we can draw off of that. And even if the market goes down, we're going to deal with companies that historically have had a history, even in up or down markets, of paying dividends. Why dividends are our income. That's that's what's going to pay the lights uh, and, and keep food on the table. It's the dividends, not the price of the stock so much. Right. All right. That's one option. Uh, some people that maybe are a lower risk tolerance, we might take money, and we've done this for a lot of clients, money that would normally go in bonds, we might use other vehicles, alternative investments, as we've mentioned. Uh, one in particular is what we call a fixed indexed annuity, okay? Okay. What we, and maybe we've been dedicating money that would go in bonds into that. Why? And there's two reasons why. One, it's no, uh, we use them because they don't have any downside risk. Okay? You can't lose principal. Secondly, they're linked to market indexes. You don't get 100% of the up of the index. You, most of them have a formula that they're going to give you a range of returns on that. Okay? But. What's happened with our low interest rate environment and the Fed pumping money into the economy, it's we see our market hitting historical highs on, on, a, on a fairly consistent basis, even though there's the fear of volatility. But because of that, the fixed indexed annuities have generated some decent returns, what I call bond-like returns. So we are able to, plus they provide an income stream for the lifespan of the clients. So we replace that bond money. And this is just another option. We have multiple options that we can use for the bond money. This is a way that we build, help clients build their need money. 
So if I've got your needs taken care of and you know your bill is going to be paid each month and you want money, and so whatever amount of money we need to dedicate to the needs, we put it into the annuity or the portfolio for uh, 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 dividend-paying stocks, whatever we need to dedicate toward income. The remainder is in growth. It's all based on your risk tolerance. And so if the market does tank, we're not going to have a knee-jerk reaction because the market tanks. And you've got your income coming every month uninterrupted. That's the key. All right. You've been listening to the first Security Financial Show, and we've been talking about avoiding knee-jerk reactions and market volatility this morning. And we are glad you joined us for the first Security Financial Show. I'm Tom Perumian with your host, David Compton. Now, once again, if you need help with your retirement planning, and I know I need it, First Security Financial Wealth Manager has two locations, one in Metairie and another in Baton Rouge. You can reach David Compton at 504-834-1150. Please join us next Saturday morning, 8 to 9, for the First Security Financial Show right here on WWL.